Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. Um, An awful lot to talk about. I'm not entirely sure we understand an awful lot of what we're going to talk about in the next three and a half hours. I'm going to lay that on the line there for you. Um, I've actually got a question for you this morning. And my question is really, really straightforward. Does anyone know what the hell is going on? And if you do... Would you mind explaining it? I'm not entirely sure many people do. Everyone seems to be coming from a very different perspectives out what is going on, why it's going on and who's to blame for what is going on. But what is going on is most definitely not a good thing. I think we can all agree with that. Uh, Andre Walker is joining me this morning. He's a Conservative commentator. Um, Andre, do you know what the hell's going on? Well, I'll tell you what I do know, and it came from watching your show the other day. Justin Urquhart Stewart came on and he said it is possible for the government to loan itself money. So the fact that now we are buying these gilts, which are loans to ourselves, at least I now know that that can happen. It does happen. And it's a legitimate strategy. There is there is this point. We go back to Margaret Thatcher, you know, the government government finances are like a household budget. They're not. So basically an awful lot of what is done. Pretty much everything these days is done by basically the government uh, selling these long term gilts. These, you know, I mean, they can be you know paid back in 25, 40 years um, and they sell basically the gilts a debt. Yep. They sell this debt um, and markets buy it and they know they're going to get a, a guaranteed return. We've never reneged on our, our defaulted on our debts. We've, uh, we're one of the few countries in the world that's never done that. Um, so, you know, we're a good bet. Um, and that's how we fund everything, because we certainly don't raise enough tax to fund everything that we spend, certainly not after lockdowns and furloughs and uh, uh, and bailouts for energy bills for domestic use and uh, and business use. Um, but the, it would appear there was a run effectively on 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 the gilts uh, yesterday. So lots of pension fund assets are tied up in these long term gilts. That's where a load of their money is. Yep. Sensible, reliable, going to be sitting there. And we're not talking about the pension fund managers making all their money. We're talking about you, me, people got that, you know, oh, yeah. even if you've got, you know, just three, four grand, you know, you're relying on a year extra on top of your state pension. That is where your money is. Um, and the value of those gilts basically was falling because loads were being sold off by banks uh, at the same time. So the Bank of England has stepped in uh, to, to buy them up until the market comes down. We're told in two, you know, just for two weeks. Now, it's interesting. The market did already calm down. It was very, very noticeable. But the key thing here, I suppose, is is why why was it necessary to do that and who is to blame? Now, there's a lot of people, including a lot of Tory MPs, mm. who are saying this is all down to that mini mega budget on Friday and all of these tax cuts. And what I don't understand is, 
on Friday, you had the CBI, Convention of British Industry, representing big business. You had the Federation of Small Businesses, you know, representing obviously small businesses, and, and we're, we're welcoming these these measures. Now, um, the reversal of the national insurance rise was widely popular. Yep. 19 billion quid. Um, reversing the corporation tax rise, perhaps more controversial, 19 billion quid, a lot of money. The two billion pounds spent on the 45p tax rate being abolished for the highest earners, very politically controversial. Two billion quid in terms of government spending these days, totally irrelevant. So why do you think the markets have been so spooked? Is it, as many are saying, down to Kwasi Kwarteng's budget? Or is it what's going on internationally or a bit of both? Well, I mean, you asked at the beginning of the show. Does anybody know what's going on? Uh, so, so look, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give you. Um, I don't want to give you chapter and verse. But I think fundamentally, no, do, don't you? <laughs> well, well, yeah, fair enough. Um, look, as far as I'm concerned, I would have to turn around and say tax cuts are a good thing. But the problem is we've got too much government spending. You know, the spending in recent years has been out of control on things like the furlough scheme, the response to coronavirus, and all the rest of this, and the fact that we've ruined our energy market. I just genuinely think that what we've got to do is start cutting government spending. Because if what we're going to do is have all these tax cuts funded by debt, then that does create a problem. And so I think that, there's an inevitable. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, the issue is it's the idea. I mean, again, I certainly don't see that giving a tax break to the people who've basically got the most money and have benefited the most during lockdowns and furloughs. There were an awful lot, certainly round my way. Yeah. There were an awful lot of people that had a perfectly nice, yes, they, 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 you know, annoyed they couldn't go on a holiday. Um, but, you know, their kids were still getting lessons. They were sitting in their nice homes with their gardens and uh, and they've been pocketing money. And many of them are now out, richer as a result because richer. they haven't been and, able to And the stock market was, you know, went up as well. So the idea that these people, I mean, I think genuinely it was, it was politically mad. And I, I would say pretty immoral to, to give a tax cut to the to the rich at this time. Um, I'm all in favour generally, though, of those tax rates being lower, but that's just not the priority. It's about doing no. the right thing at the right time, isn't it? So they angered, obviously, there's no doubt at all that Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng angered a lot of people with that. Um, but uh, again, most of the stuff that they did that cost the serious money out of that £45 billion in tax cuts, pretty, I mean, most of it, um, what is it, just under 40 billion of it, 38 billion of it, was re- reversing the national insurance rise and reversing the corporation tax rise, which Rishi Sunak went from 19 pence to the pound to 25. But but the, she'd said she was going to do that. And she'd yep. been the front runner in the Tory leadership contest for about six weeks, eight weeks, I think, the whole time. And then she wins it. Then she has a budget. We knew she was going to do that. She said she was going to do it. Everyone knew that. So why would the markets be spooked about that? How much of this is actually down? And James Max and I have spoken about this before as well. How much of this is actually down to to what's going on in the major markets? So you get you get sources from Number Ten pointing out. They're saying, look, this is just this is a little bit of a hysterical overreaction mm. from the markets. But but it's also this is about what's going on internationally. This is about you know America putting up their interest rates. This is about America having you know reliable energy and therefore not affected by the crisis. So everyone's you know everyone's basically spending money on American oil and gas and that's priced in dollars. All you know all the commodities that go up. It's everyone wants the dollar. The euro has collapsed against the dollar as well. It's yep. not just the pound and the euro. And, you know and the euro, European Union hasn't just had an announcement from quasi quarte. So. Is it is it fair to say that actually there is an argument that Number Ten have got that whatever's people's anger or or unhappiness with what they announced on Friday isn't the whole story? And and I think that there is something that is telling, 
when you look at the euros, uh, the euro against the dollar, and indeed the yen against the dollar, mm -hmm. then you realise that Britain is not completely out of kilter with what's going on. Uh, the euro's got re real problems. And, and so I suppose there is an argument for this international thing. Look, in my in my world, in, in my simple world, it just feels to me as if there's an establishment in the city of London that just mm. doesn't like uh, this government and doesn't like what's going on. And they they are they are exaggerating the problem. Now, look, at the end of the day, the pound virtually fell to parity with the dollar. Yeah. But, you know, the, the euro actually did. Yeah. Right. And the yen has gone down as well. Yeah, that is a fair point. It is undoubtedly the case that the 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 media establishment and the sort of city establishment are are very sort of anti uh, yeah. this government. I mean, that's that's that is just the case. Again, we were told that this was a budget that was going to be the one that all the city boys would like. Um, but there is then we talk about this sort of this conventional wisdom, this argument that look, there are reasons why you don't do this or you do do that because that is just how economics works. We know that economics is it's not a scientific, you know, it's a social science. It's not actually scientific method. Some come on, I. I <laughs> I, I know, agree with you. And I just kind of, kind of said, I know it's not showing this morning, but I did actually do, I did a PPE degree, because I dropped the economics after a year. This may be showing as well. Um, uh, but I, I can feel my, if my father's listening right now, he's going, oh, you know, why do you not understand this? But it's incredibly complicated stuff. But the reality is different economists can say different things. This isn't the same as, you know, physicists going, well, no, these are the laws of physics. We don't have laws of economics in exactly the same way. There are theories and then... And and often people, you know, they look at that whole looking in the rearview mirror going, see, it worked. Yeah, but it might not have. You, you don't know how much is the global impact, how much is other things happening at the same time. So the thing is, is, is that we, we can have all these people in the city saying this is not conventionally what we would do. And lots of economists saying that. But could it still be right? I'm honestly saying I don't know. Yeah, and, and I think most people are in that position. And, and I think one of the big problems that you often have with with, with the country that we live in, and I think true of, of the whole Western world, you have a problem whereby there's a difficulty in scrutinising governments and scrutinising politicians on these issues because they become so complex, you don't necessarily know whether the government's doing well or badly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Um, I mean, so much this is about the politics, bearing in mind that Liz Truss is actually going to be appearing doing media this morning, not on national media. She's going to be doing regional radio, which is the normal thing that the Conservatives' leaders do ahead of their Tory party conference. But heading into a Tory conference at this time, absolutely extraordinary times. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. 